0: Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Coming this March 17th, Dublin's very own talk show leprechaun, Sean O. Hannity. Top of the morning to ya. This is your right-wing, ultra-conservative leprechaun, Sean O'Hanity. Let's go to the phones now and to Bruno. Hello, Bruno. Uh, yeah, Sean. Sure. You know what I think? I think you're nothing but a little low-down, no-good, self-righteous little son of a bitch. Hey, now watch your language there on the Sean O'Hanity Show, Bruno. Now I'm going to have to hanatize ya with me, Lucky Shuley. <laughs> See you there, Bruno. I turned you into a jackass, like you weren't one already. Who's next on the Sean O'Hannity Show?
1: Hello? Hey, Sean, I'm a liberal Democrat, and I think you and Rush Limbaugh are a couple of right-wing, uh-huh. wife-beating, uh-huh. egomaniacal, uh-huh. republican, vomit-spouting, yeah, bombastic, uh-huh. war-mongering, uh-huh. heinous, anti-free-streaking. Ah, uh-huh.
0: right there. Well, let me tell you what I think. I think I'm going to have to hannitize ya. Oh, what am I saying? I think you and Rush Limbaugh are great. I love you. Well, that's what we like to hear. Peace and love on the Sean O'Hanity show. Who's next? It's Jimbo, incoming. Hey, hey, what? hey, John. What? Hey, hey, what? Look, look, listen. I got my confederate flag in the back of my pika uh, <laughs> you know what jimbo you're nothing but a redneck loser for a lost cause who's next it's stimulating conversation with dublin's very own conservative leprechaun sean o call and be hanitized. top of the morning to ya, you coward sean hannity
2: ah uh, Drankin brother he's from uh, ireland himself the man jamie dupree the most
1: connected man in dc Uh, you're drinking a wee bit of the whiskey today, I see. Not today, I wish, but no, not today. What's up, brother? Uh, how are you? Fine, fine. Uh, I had some interesting uh, developments today. I see Lindsey Graham is getting on board with Ted Cruz, (laughs) saying he's going to do all he can to help Cruz win the GOP nomination. Uh, Marco Rubio was back today in D.C., came back to the Senate. So sometimes I, I find, Sean, over the years when people uh, from the Congress run for president and then they drop out, they take a while to sort of, you know, get their head screwed on back straight and then come back to work. But Rubio decided to head right back just two days after his big loss to Donald Trump and when do he got you, out of the Do you race. notice that sometimes that candidates give the best speech ever
2: is their last speech when they get out? Unfettered, unfiltered, It just let it all hang out. And, you know, I think maybe every politician can learn this lesson from Donald Trump is that he doesn't let a thought pass his brain that he doesn't utter. And I think a lot of guys are too measured. They're they're too contrived. You know, they're too focus grouped up. It's the same thing. I don't know. Marco Rubio's speech really inspired me. And, you know, I've always liked him. He's a class act. I know it's going to take time, you know, for the scab to to form and cover its raw nerve right now. But. Honestly, I, I hope he decides and changes his mind and either goes for the Senate or goes for governor in 2018.
1: And, you know, it's interesting now as we look at it, somebody like Rubio, who has a, a decent chunk of delegates, what happens to those? Uh, in a state like Minnesota, where he won that state, they still have to pick those delegates. We, we alluded to this earlier in the week that it's much more than just about the actual primary of the caucus. There's a lot more uh, different events that have to go on. For example, up in Minnesota... I think they have their district conventions at the end of April or early May, and then they have a state convention in the latter part of May. So you've got to go through several uh, different selection events to become a delegate from the uh, Minnesota Republican delegation. Some of those people will obviously not be Rubio supporters who end up getting elected, but some of them obviously could be Rubio people who are then unbound and, in a sense, free agents at a convention if it was to be open. I'm still not convinced we're going to get to that point. But it's a reminder that it's much more than about every Tuesday. There's a, there's a whole host of things that are going to go on over the next six weeks or so to actually elect the real delegates. And remember, as I told you, this was something that the Ron Paul people were very good at in 2008 and 2012, especially when they were able to get in and, and actually take control of some delegations and elect their own people into those positions, even to the point of voting against uh, the way that they were supposed to be bound in a couple of delegations.
2: Let's go over. This ended up being a, a better night for Trump than we realized yesterday. I have different estimates here in front of me. One
1: has him at six ninety three. Another at six ninety nine. In terms think, of total uh, numbers, I think he got about two hundred and twenty was what I saw out of the three hundred and fifty eight. It was mainly because he racked up the congressional. Uh, delegates in the and uh, then I mean the delegates from the congressional districts, especially in the states of Illinois and in Missouri. In Illinois, he came out with 54 of the 69 delegates total, and you only win 15 in Illinois for winning statewide. But he won so many of the 18 congressional districts that he got 39 delegates out of the 54 that were available. Cruz got nine, and Kasich got six. So that was in Illinois. You can see that Trump ran up the score there. In Missouri, which still isn't officially official, but Trump is ahead by 1,700 votes at this point time there were 52 delegates available you got 12 for winning so right now trump would get those 12 but when you look at the eight congressional districts that were there uh, trump at this point in time i think is ahead in six of them if i remember correctly yep. and cruz only ahead in two and so there there's a big difference look at that Trump only ahead by 1700 statewide but yet he's ahead in six of the eight districts well six and five that's 30 delegates as compared to only 10 for Cruz there so, so
2: what's the number you have is it 693 or 693? 6, I don't have a, a yeah. total number I'm
1: just working on what I'm it was working from on the, the estimates as well um so but but the bottom line is regardless the tar- bottom line is he expand he Trump expanded his lead over Cruz by about 160 or 170 or so whatever the final numbers shake out to be yeah Again, I mean Chris Stewart was, a very was good saying night for him Chris was saying well, he, you know, for him to have had a good night, he needed 650. He got more than that. Oh, yeah. No, it was more. a much better night than I think and a lot of people imagine at the beginning. And that's why I said, in a sense, it was almost the worst case scenario for Cruz in that he did not do well. He did not win. He came close in North Carolina. He came close in Missouri, but he didn't get on the board. If you flip those two around just by a little, uh, suddenly it's a different night. But, you know, you don't get to flip those around. Right. Right.
2: Um, You know, it's pretty amazing what's happening here. Um, So what is the percentage? I guess we're now for Ted Cruz, who mathematically does have a chance. Monday is going to be – I'm sorry, Tuesday will be a very big, important day because Tuesday you have the winner-take-all state of Arizona, where I'm headed tonight, and I'll be
1: there tomorrow. Yeah, um, and you have Utah, which is have a Utah caucus state, right. the caucus. You have to get over 15% there. There is the possibility in Utah, if you get over 50%, that you could win all the delegates. There's 40 there in Utah, and I think it's 55 in Arizona, if I remember correctly. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how this battle and this fight is going – 58, sorry. Yeah, this battle and fight
2: continues to go on – Um, What do you think about the Republicans and the RNC weighing in on scrapping convention rules that could be used to torpedo Trump? What did you think of that Washington Times piece?
1: Look, I I heard uh, you interviewing Rance Priebus, and I think the biggest thing right now that they'd like to do is just have – if it's going to be an open convention – You don't want all kinds of crazy rules that uh, might allow for mischief or anything like that. Again, I think the biggest thing to understand about this is you got to get to the magic number of 1237. How you get there, it might not be pretty if it is an open convention, but the, the possibilities are endless. I mean, you know, I think you've been pretty clear that if it's Trump number one and then Cruz number two, That it would still be okay in an open situation for Cruz to win in the end. Um, You know, I I mean, what if though it's Kasich who somehow got into number two? You know, I think for a lot of people, there's there's different outcomes that could be okay and not be okay. Uh, Again, if you can't get to that point of the majority, to to me, all bets are off if that happens. I mean, if Trump were a couple hundred short, I think anything could happen. But as of right now, you sort of look at the numbers, I can't see that. And there might be enough free agent kind of delegates at that point in time that Trump could pick people off one by one, much like happened in uh, 76 with Ford against Reagan or happened really with McGovern in 72 as well. Let's go through the rest of the schedule because I think by my count, I think there's six, including Arizona,
2: winner take all states, but it all goes through June 7th is when the, the last primary, last big day, that's yes. The last
1: Big day. I mean, do you imagine this going all the way to the end? I mean, it could in the sense that because of the way the delegate numbers have emerged, it could go all that way in the sense that uh, Trump might not officially lock it up until then. And, you know, that could have a an element of interest that last day because you would then get, I think, New Jersey and South Dakota and Montana and California. California is not winner take all in a sense, but it's winner take most. Uh, But you do have New Jersey and South Dakota and I think uh, Montana that are winner take all. So, yeah, I mean, again, the goal is getting to the majority. It's much like, I guess, a baseball uh, pennant race where uh, the magic number is, you know, counted down, uh, down to zero before a team finally wins. And again, if Trump comes up short, it doesn't mean he's going to lose, but it certainly introduces an element of uncertainty. You know, I, I talked to you briefly yesterday about all the steps that have to be taken again to elect delegates. For example, uh, North Dakota, as of right now, they're going to have unbound delegates. They're not going to have yeah, anybody. They don't have anybody committed. Exactly. And so what happens then when they select their actual delegates, I think it's the first weekend of April, not uh, uh, coming up, they have a state convention. Those delegates, they get selected at that convention, 28 of them. People are going to know whether or not, you know, Mike Jones is for Trump or John Davidson is for Cruz or something like that. So there's many of those little fights that you've got to pay attention to as a candidate and as an organization even if it's not on the calendar, so to speak. I mean, if, if you uh, even if you're winning in all those other things and you get whipped in that organization stuff, I mean, again, I go back to four years ago when the Romney people got outworked repeatedly by the Ron Paul people in a number of these situations. It didn't hurt them in the end, but it was embarrassing for them because they weren't ready for it. So we'll see who's going to be ready for those sorts of things, Cruz or Trump, in the weeks ahead. You're watching
2: the coverage around the world and within Democratic circles. I mean, some of the headlines earlier today on Drudge, world order at risk, and the world is now afraid of Donald Trump. Uh, By the way, it was kind of reminiscent of Reagan. I'm not saying he's Reagan. I'm saying reminiscent of Reagan because the world was scared to death he'd start World War III. Uh, Headlines, Democrats sound the alarm against uh, Trump. Dangerous and unprecedented threat. Obama increasingly involved in campaign, telling donors to unite behind Hillary. Kremlin condemns video for demonizing Russia. Um, it looks like, you know, Trump mania and maybe the need for Trump therapy is now spreading throughout the world.
1: <laughs> well, we did have this meeting today of these conservative. Well, they yeah. describe themselves as grassroots conservative activists from around the country who met in D.C. and talked about you get any what insight? they could do uh... the insight from from that is basically they don't have an answer they, you know, they don't know whether or not they can really gather the people and the support that could either throw things to Ted Cruz or to find a way to stop Trump short of the majority of delegates. Uh, but there was the, the the more than implicit threat in this of that uh, if Trump is the nominee, that they were keeping. Unless it says here, we intend to keep our options open as to other avenues to oppose Donald Trump. Uh, uh, listing a number of issues they say that are important in the conservative movement that they just. What are don't the believe- issues that they? mentioned free markets, limited government, national defense, religious liberty, life and marriage are about ideas, not necessarily parties. That's a quote from the statement from the group uh, that was organized in part by Eric Erickson. So uh, to me, they're leaving open the possibility of bolting either for a third party candidate or doing something else. And it's a little again, late in the process for all this, isn't it? Uh, it would seem a little late, I still say, I'll stand by it, that I think all wings of the Republican Party have been caught flat-footed by Trump and should have been out after him last year, but I think everybody believed who was a Trump opponent that he would somehow collapse, and obviously that has not happened. Now again, you can get into some of these situations if you can find a way to slow Trump down and get into the whole delicate fight. It would be messy, but it is still a possibility and of course, you know, we'll see. I still don't believe we're going to be there, but uh, it'll be played out on the playing field in the months ahead. Been
2: reading about cracks in the Senate with the Senate Republicans on the president
1: appointing this guy to the Supreme Court. Um, what do you see happening there? Again, I think there will be a few. Who will say, "You know what? Why not just hold a hearing? Why not just hold a vote? I mean, you do have the the ultimate ability the Republicans do to filibuster this guy if you wanted to. I, I think there's some Republicans who would rather not do that. Uh, but I, I'm sure that they would ra- uh, there are a few that would rather just say, hold the hearings. Let him present his case, bring him up on the floor and defeat him, or he could just defeat him in the committee and, and not even send the nomination to the floor. I don't sense that the GOP leadership is cracking on that, but I do think that you will see a, uh, a fairly relentless effort by the Democrats to especially focus on swing state and more moderate republicans who might be more likely to say something like that especially if they're up for re-election this year uh, mark kirk of illinois would be one obvious one and so i don't i still don't rule it out again you know, the Democrats with Robert Bork, I mean, they brought him up and everything and let the vote happen. And he was only defeated by a couple of votes, if I remember correctly. So, uh, you know, there certainly is precedence for doing that. But as of right now, the answer from Republicans is no hearing, no vote. All right, Jamie Dupree, ah, the most connected Irishman in all of D.C. <laughs> You're a good job. laddie.
2: Thank you, Dar. Thank you.